Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road in New Jersey. And I want to thank you for spending the next one half hour with me. And as you know, we get together every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern and then again on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147. And then the following week, this episode, every episode will be listed as a podcast on my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, or all of the major podcast hosting sites. So you could go back and re-reference it. And it is rainy Cat Swamp Road today, thank God. So far, we've gotten, I looked at the rain gauge before I started the weather station, before I started to record today. And we have just about 1.12 inches, which honestly is more rain than we have gotten close to collectively in eight weeks. But I think it's going to be, a, not I think, I know it's going to be too late for a lot of the crops, including mine. So I, God willing, maybe I could save the last one or two plantings, but it's, uh, it's in the Lord's hands. What more can I do? But I'm just grateful that the rain is coming and that uh, we're getting some soil moisture. And it's always, hey, it's next year country here on Cat Swamp Road. And I also have three little kittens that are nursing not far from my desk. So hopefully, God willing, that they will be quiet and mommy will keep them satisfied. That is Allie. So she has uh, three little kittens here. And uh, no matter what I did, she wants to nurse them by the desk. So mommy gets what she wants, right? That's what it's all about in life. But I want to uh, I'm going to give out some pins in my map here. And the first, oh, excuse me, not first pins. I got to give out some winners. Winners at a hot rod farmer license plate. I did not get any pins this week. So I ask you to please just send me an email at hotrodfarmer at farmmachinerydigest.com. And let me know where you listen from. And then you'll get into the contest to win a hot rod farmer license plate. So my two winners this week is are Patrick McGowan from Ossining, New York. So, Patrick, I need you to reach out to me and let me know where you want me to send that Hot Rod Farmer license plate. And Patrick has been a long-time listener to the show, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he won. I'm, I'm happy for everybody to win. And uh, he was working on an old uh, outboard motor that I believe was his mother's uncle. Uncles, and I don't remember if it was an Evan Root or a Johnson, but uh, he was working on that. So hopefully, Patrick, let me know how you got that going. And it was in pretty good shape, you said. But you're going to get that going and go fishing on the lakes that your mother's uncle did. Went on out, I think, in Minnesota or Indiana. So that was very, very nice that uh, that will happen. And then the other winners are, I say winners, because it's Thomas and Mary Adams from New Bloomfield, Pennsylvania. And they, they just gave me a pin in my map not too long ago. And their name popped up as a winner. And I know that they had told me that they listened to uh, the hot rod farmer while they're milking their cows in the barn over there in Pennsylvania. So so please reach out to me and let me know where you want me to send those license plates and we will get them out ASAP. And then on today's show, what we're going to be talking about is tires. All right. And, you know, some people say tires are an interesting subject. Some people go, eh, they yawn. But we'll talk about two aspects of tires trailer tires for light duty trailers so let's say like a a gooseneck trailer or a travel trailer or a race car trailer or a boat trailer and then we're going to talk about tires on farm equipment 
So, but that's going to happen right after the break. And never forget, agriculture runs on machinery, but profits on reliability. Sirius XM's Netflix is a joke radio. The biggest names in comedy. With the best stand-up specials from Netflix's massive library. We see every race, ethnicity, nationality possible. We all came with the same route that we laughed tonight. And shows you can't find anywhere else. I'm Tom Papa. I'm Fortune Feenster. Welcome to the big show. Netflix is a joke radio. An exclusive channel you'll only find on Sirius XM. Channel 93. This Iowa Minute is brought to you by the Iowa Farm Bureau. Ankeny farmers Carol and Randy Miller wanted to reduce nitrates in their watershed, so they decided to add a bioreactor to their farm. That's a pit filled with wood chips to naturally filter out nitrates. It works. My husband has tested the water carrying the nitrates, and we saw a 50% reduction already. This bioreactor, although expensive, is the perfect fit for this farm. Finding that right fit takes collaboration and time. We had the right grade, uh, size of tile, and the right slope that we could make it work. Then we had our engineers take a look at it. So it does take a number of months, or it can take up to a year, possibly, to make sure that we have a good product that we can put in place. Of course, a bioreactor won't work on every farm. It depends on the needs of your farm. Maybe you need terraces or buffer strips. So many things to consider. To learn more, check out conservationcountsiowa.com. Rural Radio is your source for the most current commodity news. We bring you the latest market details and talk with a variety of market experts helping you protect your bottom line. With commodities shifting like never before from grain to livestock, your Rural Radio team will keep you informed because you voted RFD-TV as the number one most trusted source on farm market information for producers. We're gathering the news and insights you need to stay ahead of the curve. Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, your market authority. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, and as I said before the break, we're going to be discussing two elements of tires. And the first thing I want to discuss is the need to balance trailer tires. So I know now there's probably somebody in the audience rolling their eyes and saying, I'm not going to balance trailer tires. Well, hopefully after you get done with this segment that you will change your mind on that. And the reason for balancing trailer tires are both for safety and for longevity of the tire and the trailer. Now, the common misconception is because you don't feel the harmonic, the vibration going down the road that it's not there. Well, that is that is 100%, 110% wrong. And when you have a tire that is out of balance, now, what you need to understand is that a trailer tire, a tire that's made for trailer use, has a much stiffer sidewall to support the weight, and it also doesn't have as much give in the sidewall because the trailer follows the tow vehicle, so it's not going to make a turn like a, uh, a a car or a truck would. And that's why, like on semis, they have steer tires. Steer tires are different then drive tires because the sidewall design is different because it's going to have to steer and it's going to have to move on an angle and the load on the sidewall is going to change. But that does not mean that the dynamics of the trailer, the mass equilibrium or unequilibrium is not going to affect the way the tire performs. Now, keep in mind that when the tire is out of balance, 
what it's going to happen, it's going to, and I'm going to use the term, it's going to rotate in an ellipse. And it's not a true ellipse, but we'll use that for representation purposes. Now, everybody's had a PTO on a tractor hooked up to a piece of equipment. If you have it at the wrong angle, the thing bangs and knocks and shakes and what have you. Because the PTO with a with a tie bar with a universal joint, not a CV joint, is starts to spin out of the ellipse when the angle is wrong. So it's no longer spinning in an arc of rotation. It's spinning like an egg in the ellipse. Now what happens with a tire, and, if any, and I know I got some drag racers out there, so you know that if you leave the line and you shock the tire and you unload the tire, you start to paddle the tire, and the tire starts to go up and down and grow and shrink. Well, the same thing is happening. Even though the trailer tire isn't growing and shrinking, because it's because it has centrifugal force with the heavy part trying to pull it out of its arc of rotation is that the contact patch is going to decrease and then increase so the tire is actually going to be going up and down you may not see it or you won't see it but it's going to be going up and down it's going to be loading and unloading the tread as it loads and unloads the tread a couple of things are happening number one you're loading and unloading the sidewall and even though the sidewall is stiffer than a normal tire it's still going to have a certain amount of give you and you're also building a lot of heat and that is why it's very common for people a friend of mine has race cars he tows he never balances the tires right he doesn't listen to me and the reason why people don't balance them as i said in the first segment of the show is that not everybody has an adapter to not every tire shop has an adapter to to uh, to take a trailer type of rim which is a different opening than would be on a conventional road vehicle but those adapters are available and if you're a smart tire guy you would buy the couple of adapters that you need to balance 90 percent of the small trailer tires so anyway to get back to it so now what's happening is this tire goes up and down it's going to build heat and that's why my buddy keeps blowing tires because he's going fast and the faster that you go the more heat it's going to build and the actual that heat movement that heat is generated is from the movement of the loading and the unloading of the sidewall and the tread contact and coming back down so the tire is constantly going so think of it as a trailer version of road lope on a tractor which we're going to get into all right but it's but it's happening a lot quicker and a lot more cycles up and down at 75 80 miles an hour even at 60 miles per hour so the rule of thumb is that anything that goes above 35 or 40 miles per hour is going to have this dynamics happen to it and that then the tire and wheel assembly needs to be balanced right so there's this so there's that, that aspect of it the heat the other aspect of it when the tire is bouncing up and down like that god forbid you have to make a panic stop that tire is not going to have its full tread come in contact with the road surface because let's say you're going 75 miles an hour and you have to hit the brakes where well, you're scrubbing off speed but the dynamics of the mass the, the unequalness of the mass the mass imbalance is still going to come into play it'll be less exaggerated so that tire so you're trying to stop this trailer and you don't have a full tread contact onto the road surface because the tire is going is is spinning in an ellipse and going up and down 
So it's very, very important. You may say, well, it's not that you don't care about it. Well, it's like anything. A panic stop, you only care about when you have to do it. You can go all the drive from New Jersey to California. If you never have to make a panic stop, well, then then so be it. That's wonderful. But you never, nobody's, the good Lord isn't going to tell you, hey, in milepost 72.3 in Nebraska, you're going to have to make a panic stop. So get your tires bound. So it's a level of preparedness, just like anything in life. So we have the heat issue. The heat issue is going to cause the tire to blow, which is not safe. And also a pain in the neck if you ever change trailer tires on the side of the road. And then you have the idea of the impact of the, not the impact, the, 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 the increased stopping distance because the tire is not having a full contact tread pattern. Now remember, when any tire rolls, actually the tread actually flattens out as it rolls. A car tire, truck tire, as it, as the weight comes onto and comes into the into the uh, contact surface of the of the pavement <clears throat> or a dirt road, it makes no difference. Right, so we have that. <clears throat> so we have heat, blowing tires. We have safety, and the other thing that we have to be concerned with, to a lesser extent, depending upon what you're hauling, is that let's say you're going down the road seventy miles per hour and you're towing this trailer, whatever the trailer is is that you have this harmonic this vibration happening and it's and it's it would be red if you would if you hooked up a meter to it in hertz cycles per second depending upon what how fast it's going and the dynamics of of the trailer and the weight but you have this harmonic this vibration and if anybody's old enough you'll remember years ago you used to have in the motels you, you travel as a kid with your parents they have those magic fingers bed you put a quarter in and the bed would shake all right vibrate and then today they have that with the seats of the cars and they have the steering wheel of vibrate if they think that you if the car thinks you're falling asleep because it looks at it through gps to wake you up well what's happening is you're putting a constant harmonic a constant vibration through that whole trailer and that is not good for any aspect of the trailer. It's not good for the wheel bearings. It's not good for the welds. It's not good for the light bulbs. It's not good for anything. And, and if you have an RV, if you're towing an RV, where you are vibrating all those electrical connections, you're vibrating all the plumbing, you're, you're vibrating the appliances, you're vibrating the wall panels, the hinges on the door to get in and out. Vibration like that in engineering, they call it NVH, noise, vibration, and harshness is that so you're towing this travel trailer cross country all right even if you're going 500 miles you have this constant harmonic and like i said i'm repeating it because you don't feel it in the tow vehicle does not mean it's there and you and if you've listened to my show or listened to my podcast you know that i have a heart for animals that god's creation is my number one love all right and the thing is that if you're hauling cattle you're hauling sheep you're hauling horses is that you have to respect those animals all right the thing is that imagine you're on there and you 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 tow, you're towing them down the highway and, and and they have this psychological stress of being towed and this thing is vibrating at a frequency through for, for 100 miles 500 miles a thousand miles what have you i mean that, that that's not right so if we look back at it the dynamics we have a safety issue we have a safety issue with tire heat we have a safety issue with the contact patch of the tire during braking emergency braking we have a mechanical issue where you're vibrating the the 
the trailer and its load and then if you're and so we have that and then if it's an rv you have all of the internal problems with the vibration and if you're hauling livestock of any type you have the poor animal enduring this constant vibration of different frequencies depending upon the road speed and you put it all together and it is not good all right now the as i said before the obstacle is trying to find somebody that has the adapters to mount your trailer tires onto their spin balancing machine but i think if you do a little bit of research and if you have a number of trailers and you have a guy in town that you like to do your tire work your balancing and i've done this in the past i said look i'll buy the adapter all right i'll buy the adapter and, and you know i could either you could either keep it here or what have you because it's so important for me to get the job done correctly or i do say to them look i'll buy the adapter i'll pay for the adapter you keep it here and the, and i'll work it off for the first balance job is on the house or what have you but it's they're only a couple of hundred thousand unless you have a whole fleet of all different trailers and all different wheel hubs you'd probably get away with a with a 200 dollars investment and 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 the shop that does the tire work should make that investment and should but the, but so many people say oh you don't need to balance those you don't need to balance those which is malarkey for the reasons that i just stated so very very important now let's move on to the second part of this segment and the second part of this segment is still with tires and why you need to have a good relationship with your agricultural tire dealer because most likely if they're a more dynamic and a better tire dealer they're going to have a set of scales and if you look at the, the tire association, I forgot what, what I don't think they called it. I forgot exactly what they're called. So when it comes to farm tractor tires, sprayer tires, combine tires, if you look at, look, they have a, a book and the book is, it, it's, it's, it's industry standard. So it's not like, it's not something that's just for Firestone or Bridgestone or Goodyear or what have you that based upon the tire style, whether it's a radial, whether it's a bias, whether it's a VF or an IF, it's going to tell you what the tire pressure needs to be to have the weight, the load that is on on it. So in essence, very, very simple. If you open the door, your pickup truck or the door of your car, it gives you a tire pressure based upon a load. Well, what this book does, it tells you the tire pressure for you to get the full contact patch of the tire, which not only means you're using the whole tire, but in agriculture, we're very, very concerned, and hopefully you are, because I know I am, about soil compaction. And if you have the wrong tire pressure, not only are you going to wear the tire excessively you're going to compact your soil and even if you have travel lanes in your field or tram lines that you that you drive on you still want to minimize the soil compaction and get the most life and use out of that tire so that's very very simple the book would look up and you'd look at the tire size and it would say okay what is the weight that you're putting on it and then it says okay for this particular weight 10,000 pounds i'm making up numbers you need 14 pounds of air on this tire all right the thing is that you don't know the weight so you don't want to guess at it because if you guess, forget about it. you might as well you might as well buy lottery tickets you'd be better off so the thing at least you could win some money so what you need to do and and all right we're getting into harvest now you're probably not going to be able to do this all right but hey if you can if you have some time all right why well, say get friendly with your tire dealer because most better tire dealers have scales and usually if you're a good customer they will lend you 
will rent you the scales. Usually they'll lend them to you. And then what you need to simply do is take all of your equipment, bring it into the farm shop. You have to do this on a solid floor. You can't do it on the gravel yard or gravel driveway out in the dirt, the soil. All right, and then you need to weigh all the equipment and see what the equipment weighs. And then you need to hook up the different implements to it. So if you have a, 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 a cultivator, if you have a sprayer, if you have a, a planter, if you have uh, whatever it may be, and you, want to, and you want to see what the weight is, unloaded and the weight loaded and you will be surprised even though you're pulling this behind let's say you're pulling a big plant up behind a tractor is that it's going to shift the bias of the weight off the front wheels to the rear wheels a little bit more not 100 percent even though it's 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 buried in the ground so what you will do is you will take a notebook and you'll write down and you will say okay this tractor all right the this model tractor with the I use this for the planter with the planter on it. It is it is this. All right. And you could estimate you say, Well, I got I don't have any seed in. Well, you know if you put if it's a ten row planter and you put fifty pounds of seed in it, then the planter would be five hundred pounds more. So I mean this is not this is you know, you're not machining rocket parts here, but you want to get it in the ballpark so that you could have the proper tire pressure. And you write this down in a notebook. All right, then you say, Okay, this tractor with the uh, field cultivator on it, this tractor with the uh, uh with the mower on it whatever it may be and then with and you go through your list it's it it's really it's not it sounds it's a little it's more work to get the scales and set up and to have a proper workflow of moving everything around than actually doing it so depending upon how much equipment you have if the guy lays you the scales for a day or two it's good rainy day work all right i mean even this time of year before harvest i mean you have grain carts you have everything so and if you write it down in a notebook will you basically do then and say i'm hooking up this grain cart i'm hooking up this implement i'm going to go i need to look at what the tire pressure is and then in my notebook and you put the tire pressure in there and you will have nine you probably have 99 percent of the tire's efficiency and minimize compaction but you cannot guess at it just like you can't look at a tire and say okay what is the pressure on it all right you can't guess on it. you can see if it's flat all right but other than that you can't tell what's going on and and it's it's so simple i guess it's a little bit tedious and you don't need to invest in scales so once you once you do this unless you get another piece of equipment or another implement then you won't have to you won't have to weigh it again so before we go to the break and then after the break you're going to meet me in the farm shop i want you to get your trailer tires balanced and i want you to weigh all your equipment and write all of that down so you know when you hook up the tractor to a certain piece of equipment you hook up the, you hook up if you pull behind sprayer or you have a self-propelled sprayer you know what you're going to what tire pressure you're going to run and it's going to pay off not only in soil compaction it's going to pay off in life of the tire crew let's ranch it up join me jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. every week right here on the ranch it up radio show we talk the cow stuff some rodeo action cowboys markets the latest cow country news sale barn reports and everything in between the ranch it up radio show every saturday at 1 30 p.m eastern time right here rural radio channel 147 on sirius xm Hi, I'm Bob Phillips. And I'm Kelly Phillips. 
and we've been lucky enough to have spent the last 50 years winding up and down the back roads of Texas. It's been an incredible journey, and from the hidden gems to the passionate people, we've seen it all and don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So why don't you hop in and travel with us every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, channel 147, exclusively on Sirius XM. We believe talent is everywhere, but opportunity is not. There are many causes, but it mostly comes down to race, what their parents earn, and where they live. It's made worse by unequal access to technology, healthy foods, and mentors. It's time we provide opportunities for all our kids. Nothing should hold a kid back, and if we all pull together, nothing will. Visit 4-H.org today and join us. Hey folks, join us for the Better Horses Radio Show airing on Wednesday and Thursday evenings at 11 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 with hosts Ron McDaniel, Don Dawson, and me, Ernie Rodina. This week we visit with Anthony Gatto of Kensington Protective Products and Matt Mills about Road to the Horse on the Cowboy Channel. So tune in to the Better Horses Radio Show right here on Rural Radio Channel 147. Hey, we'll see you there. Alrighty, welcome back. And before you meet me in the farm shop during a break, I was thinking about, I was talking about the vibration going into the trailer and the, the actual physical parts of the trailer being sh- shaken and any animals in there. But just think, if you used a chainsaw, I'm sure everybody here has used a chainsaw, and you're cutting a lot of wood, or you're using a weed whacker or a leaf blower handheld, you know how that vibration gets to you? I mean, they, they sell those vibration gloves, but they work to a certain extent. But just keep in mind that that trailer going down the road has got a vibration, a harmonic like that in it for the whole length of the trip at speed so the trailer is enduring it and the livestock in there enduring it and that is not right and it's not good for anyone so now it's time to meet me in the farm shop but first we got tex rubinowitz in here from ripsaw records he's the hot rod man come on in tex All righty, thank you so much. So you got your seat? Come on, sit down, sit down. It's only going to be a minute or two more, but take a break, all right? So now what we're going to talk about today is RTV sealant, all right? This RTV sealant is used been used on engines for years, farm equipment, all right, all of any place you're trying to seal something, all right? So just pay attention, all right? There's a test after this. No, there isn't. The science of sealing an engine or mechanical device has gone through many evolutionary changes over the years. Many applications do not even use a formed gasket, but instead are made leak-free by employing an RTV sealant that is an anaerobic. RTV stands for Room Temperature Vulcanizing, while anaerobic describes a sealant that will cure in the absence of oxygen. A common mistake that often results in a failed repair is employing an RTV sealant at a temperature out of its curing range. Do not confuse the acceptable operating temperature range with the curing and use temperature. The industry considers room temperature to be 60 to 90 degrees 
Fahrenheit. Do not use RTV at a temperature below that or on a hot engine when the surfaces could be over 150 degrees. They're very, very important, and you need to read the label. You need to read the tube and everything on the RTV so that you could have it at the right temperature so you have a leak free a leak free repair and it's very very important for you to have that so i want to thank you so much for tuning in and i want you to know that the hot rod farmer is pulling for you the american farmer and rancher and my beloved america you have a blessed day and i don't want no harmonics going down the road buddy all right it's not magic fingers This is for the farmers, the ranchers, the manufacturers and producers, the growers and the showers. This is for you, the ones staying on your feet and doing the legwork, giving it the elbow grease and putting your back into it, over your head, against the odds, and still, every single day, putting on your game face. You keep this whole thing together, even when you're already bursting at the seams. Thank you. Thank you for showing us how to keep going. Thank you for growing the economy we rely on, for producing the goods we consume, and manufacturing solutions where there are none. Even when there is no clear road ahead, you are the ones blazing the trail and always going the extra mile. You are the backbone of rural America, and we always have your back. RFD-TV, rural America's most important network. And Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM. Listen, farming is all about appreciating the simple things in life. So why make it complicated? I'm Rob Sharkey of Shark Farmer Radio, and I just want to cut down the confusion and delve deeper and deeper into the tangled controversies within the farming world. There's so much to learn from the great people of agriculture. So forget the nonsense and let's get back to the basics on Shark Farmer Radio, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM.